You're listening to episode number 49 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today, we're chatting about how to transition from a high-carb vegan to a low-carb vegan diet, keto vegan meal ideas, and practicing a cyclical vegan ketogenic diet. (sighs) That's a mouthful. (laughs) Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from HelpfulPursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. All listeners of the podcast receive a free seven-day keto meal plan, complete with a shopping list and everything you need to chow down on keto for seven whole days. Download your free copy at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. The link will also be in the show notes for today's episode. Perfect if your daily keto meals have become a bit lackluster, if you're new to keto and a bit lost when it comes to eating what and how much, or thrive on being being guided on what to do and when to do it. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E49. It'll include all of the resources that we chat about in today's episode. The transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs. We all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little beef stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical additive dye and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, receive instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto. And if your jaw is just tired thinking about beef jerky, it's worth noting that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. The summer sausage flavor even tastes like those hickory summer sausages, but without the gunk seriously delicious. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or want to submit praise over and above the review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com. I got one announcement today, and it's a super special, awesome announcement that you're going to want to hear. I have a program called Balanced Keto. Some of you may be familiar with it. Basically, it is a meal plan subscription program where when you sign up, you get a keto meal plan delivered to your inbox every single week on Tuesdays. So you get a shopping list, everything 
that you can make for an entire week. It's good for one person. And the reason we did this is if you're feeding two people, you just duplicate everything and the recipes are really easy to manipulate. All you got to do is go to the grocery store, buy the things, follow along the meal plan. All the recipes are super easy and things that I make and whip up really quickly in my own home. So because it's back to school and it's probably crazy for all of us right now, you can use the coupon code SCHOOL, that's all in caps, no spaces, for 20% off your meal plan. So meal plans come in monthly, quarterly, or yearly subscriptions. So this coupon code is valid from now, September 3rd, 2017, until September 20th, 2017. We rarely do these sorts of specials on Balance Keto because It's such a great program and you guys all really love it. So take advantage of this now. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash balanced keto to check out the program, or you can head on over to the show notes and the link will be there for you. Today's guest is Liz McDowell. She's a certified holistic nutrition consultant specializing in a whole foods, plant-based, low carb way of eating, as well as an outdoor enthusiast and avid gamer. She just came out with her new digital book called Meat Free Keto, which includes 70 pages on everything keto and meat-free living. I'll include a link in the show notes for her meat-free keto book. It is awesome. There's lots of great tips in there, so I highly recommend it. Before we get to the interview, there were a couple of questions that our community had specifically about eating keto and vegan all together. So I just want to answer some of your questions. The first question was, if I'm vegan or vegetarian, which fat fuel profile is best for me? I would stick with daily fat burner fat fuel profile or maybe adapted fat burner. So just play around with that. See how you go. If you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, you can find more information in my program fat fueled. And the second question was, how many of your recipes in the keto diet, my paperback available basically anywhere, are vegan or vegetarian? And to answer your question, there are exactly 42% of the recipes in the keto diet are vegan and or have vegan replacements and suggestions on that. And then if you're looking even further for like, how do I make vegan recipes that are also keto? I put together a free resource for you guys. If you just go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash vegan keto, you can check out all the recipes that are also keto and vegan all together. So let's cut over to our interview. Hey, Liz, how's it going? Hey, Leanne, it's great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing so fabulous. And I love that you're on the show. I was on your show a while ago now it's being September now it was a while ago but I had such a blast yeah I think it yeah it was about six months now but that was so much fun we just laughed so hard the whole time (laughs) yeah we did we totally did and I knew that I needed to have you on the show because we've never been able to chat with somebody specifically about doing keto without animals and meat and things and being vegan on a ketogenic diet it's hard to find us in the wild. Yes. <laughs> Good joke. I like that. Um, so why don't we start off by you introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you're all about. Sure. Um, so as previously mentioned, I'm Liz. I go by Healthy Gamer Girl on most of my social channels. And I've been vegetarian actually since I was 13 years old or 12. I don't know. One of those. And um, I initially went vegetarian because of the animals, which I think is kind of the instinct of all middle schoolers who go vegetarian. Like I wasn't really doing it for health or planetary reasons. It was very much that animals are cute and I don't want to eat them. Unfortunately, I really still have so much of that in me left. It's so motivated by how cute animals are, but I'm okay with that. 
I came across keto five years ago or so. And I think it was on Reddit, but I can't be totally positive. I had been in a nutrition program that for a few months and had been learning about all these different ways of eating and had really started studying hormone balances and I guess biodiversity and how different we all are and bioindividuality. And I started to realize that this high carb vegan diet I was on that I thought was healthy really wasn't doing anything for me and that there had to be alternatives. So again, I think I found it just searching Reddit and started doing an absurd amount of YouTube research about keto. And at the time I was vegan and I noticed that it was really meat based. So I figured there had to be a way to adapt to that. And then I guess tons of trial and error later, here we are. That's awesome. And what So you said that you were a high carb vegan. Now being a keto vegan, what kind of experience did you have with the changes? Because I know when I was vegan, I thought I felt pretty good until I wasn't anymore. And then I was like, whoa, I feel so much better. So what was that transition like to the problems you know you were experiencing as a vegan and now the changes you've seen as a keto vegan? So I fell into that trap of following all those YouTube gurus who are eating just like smashing in the carbs and supposedly losing tons of weight on a vegan diet. And at the time, I was very weight loss focused and very set on getting thin at, you know, thin at any cost, that kind of thing. And so I I was like, you know what, the key is eating all this fruit, these people feel great, I'll feel great too. The thing is, I kind of knew within a few weeks that I did not feel great. I was starting to gain weight. I was exhausted all the time. And this is on a raw, high-carb vegan diet that, according to the, and I quote, experts, is like the ideal human diet, and we should all be doing this, and we'll all feel so amazing. But I felt awful. I was cold, and it was the middle of July here in the States. So like, that's a pretty telling thing if you can't stay warm when it's like, a million degrees out. So I was starting to get hangry just night and day. I would just always be eating, but I was always hungry. And it occurred to me that none of these things were being portrayed by any of the YouTube gurus I was watching. None of these things were being talked about in the community. So I felt like I was doing something wrong or like I was just a failure. And after a little bit of unnecessary self-pity, I realized that I should probably look into alternatives and like being a little bit impulsive and a little bit, I guess, crazy as I am, I decided to just go the entire opposite route. So I was like, oh, okay, I've been doing high carb and it sucks. I'll just go with low carb now and we'll see how that works out. And it did. I mean, instantly. And I know that part of that is just that initial like kind of keto high that you get when you get into ketosis. I never really experienced the keto flu, so sorry. But I always have I, to apologize as well because I'm like, sorry, it was like half a day and then I was fine. I'm really sorry. I know, right? Like, oh, I hear it's weeks for other people. Oh. But for me, it was like maybe, yeah, saying like half a day. Oops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I had so much more energy to the point where before I had been crashing at maybe 9 p.m. and just falling asleep. And not, I never felt like I got enough sleep. But as soon as I got into ketosis, I... It's almost like I couldn't fall asleep. I was, just, I just had so much energy up until 11 o'clock at night. I was just ready to go. I only needed like six hours of sleep, which for me is not a lot. Um, and then I wasn't cold all the time. I actually started running hot, which is a first for me. I've always had a low, low temperature when I went to the doctor and I became a normal person. And the thing that was biggest for me, I think, was that I stopped thinking about food at every second of the day. And that was so freeing. 
I can't even express how freeing that was. Yes. That is probably the number one reason why I continue to eat keto to this day. Right. It's just not it's, having to worry about food. Yeah. And not having that, I guess, compulsion where you think, oh, I need to plan out all my meals or you wake up and you start thinking, what am I going to eat for lunch? Like, What am I going to eat for dinner? I don't know. What do you eat for lunch and dinner? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> like, what do you eat as a keto vegan? I get that question so often and I totally understand why. This is going to make me sound like a bird, but I eat a lot of nuts and seeds and vegetables. Pretty, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And how much car, like, do you count your carbs? Occasionally, if I feel like I've been putting like a few extra blueberries in my smoothie. And by that, I mean, like, once I start like getting the measuring cups out, I'm like, oh God, how many blueberries am I eating? I'll start counting again. But for the most part, I just kind of wing it. I do lazy keto. Yeah. But when when I have counted and have tracked, I usually I'm at around 40 to 50 grams of net carbs a day. So I'm really lucky in that I can maintain a light state of ketosis with that many carbs. Yes. And you said net carbs, net carbs, mm. everyone. So that's total carbs, take away fiber. And I'm the same way. I think, you know, I had a lot of metabolic damage when I started keto. So when I was first starting for those first six months, I had to eat less carbohydrates. But now I'm usually around like when I do just check in with myself and kind of see where my carbs are at. Cause I get that question a lot. Like how many carbs right. do you eat? It's usually around 80 grams which usually works out to be like, yeah, 40 or 50 net grams. It's kind of where I feel net carbs rather. That's usually where I feel the best. So that's good to know. So you talked about nuts, vegetables, what kind of like, what did you eat yesterday? Okay, let's see. So yesterday is a weird day because I was fasting. I've been trying like fasting experiments with myself just to see what's going on. So I think I fasted until like three, which honestly isn't that bad. But sometimes you, you feel like, oh, this is like, I did such a great job fasting today. But um, and then when I got home from work, I had a bunch of sacha inchi seeds from Trader Joe's because they went on sale last week near me. Yeah, and they're really low in carb and they're high in good fats. They've got some ALA in them, which is always nice and impressive in a like a plant based food. Uh, they taste weird, though. Some people don't like them. They're my thing but not for everyone. Um, and after that, I just had, oh, you're going to think I'm such a weirdo. I had like a bowl. It's so hot here. It's like 35 degrees Celsius or like 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So I didn't want to cook anything. And I basically made myself a bowl of greens and put some sauerkraut on top of it and a bunch of like tahini sauce and just went to town on that. That sounds great. Yeah, it was delicious. And then I caved and I had a protein bar afterwards because I just like couldn't imagine turning any sort of heat apparatus on what kind of protein bar do you eat oh okay so my sister-in-law gave me some of her pegan bars from julian bakery or pagan i don't really know how you say that but they're the like paleo vegan ones so that's what i had yesterday okay yeah cool that i would not be happy with eating <laughs> all those things it's so and that's what you talked about is that bio individuality and that's why i think it's so important to when we're talking about a ketogenic diet, not to just look at the standard low carb, 20 grams, total grams of carbs a day and kind of look at the overall picture and how many of us are so different. Um, right. It's just phenomenal. I mean, my husband, Kevin, he can eat, I don't know, I think our highest amount of fat he's eaten in a day is 300 grams. Oh, yeah, dude. that's amazing. Like, oh, I'm kind of jealous. The fat, crush the fat. <laughs> like he wraps 
prosciutto with mayonnaise, like the, oh uh, the Primal Kitchen mayo, wraps it up and then ha- puts like bacon on the bottom. I mean, totally not keto or totally not v- vegan, but <laughs> like a ton of fat. And he'll eat that. Doesn't change his ketones at all. Like That's just amazing. doesn't Whereas with me, if I ate that much, my ketones would be so high. So me too. It's just interesting to see that somebody can eat like that and feel great and and have those same benefits that I experience on a keto diet doing it completely different. And that's why I really wanted to have you on the show is to kind of show that there's so many different ways to do this eating style, especially because you're coming from a place of health. Is that kind of why, like to reiterate, is that kind of why you started just to be curious about making your health better? Yeah, it's absolutely. And like I said, when I first started out on keto, I was very, unfortunately, like concerned about weight and numbers. But as I realized, as I progressed with it, I realized that so many health issues that I didn't even realize I had were disappearing. Just those things that like achy joints at 24, which is insane when I think about it now, but um, like achy joints and I would be out of breath while exercising, even though I'd always been athletic, just little things like seasonal allergies, which I know sounds like I'm a crackpot now where I talk about how like keto made my allergies go away. But I think it was just the fact that I was focusing now so much on the actual foods I was eating and looking at ingredients and looking at macronutrients and really paying attention to the foods I ate as a whole and not as a, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to grab a snack now kind mm. of situation. And what kind of like, what's what's your stance on tofu? Do you ever do it or what's your go-to protein? So I'm not a huge fan of tofu. Soy kind of upsets my stomach. And I know there's research, soy is so in, such an inflammatory topic. Uh, there's because there's so much research in both directions saying, oh, soy is like this wonder protein. And then also saying, no, but soy will immediately give you cancer as soon as you look at it. So it's a little... It's hard enough to wade through all that. So I just kind of avoid it for the most part. But I mean, if I'm at a restaurant with friends or family or something, and the only option that I have is soy based, I'm not gonna freak out. I'll just I'll eat it, you know, totally. And I think too, um, I'm pretty sensitive to soy. And when I was vegan, I'd go for more of the fermented stuff. And that would help like a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like I'll eat tempeh on occasion as weird as it sounds, because I like the taste of it. And I, I definitely have an easier time digesting that. And what, what are your other protein go-tos? Again, a lot of nuts and seeds, which I know sounds insane, but nuts and seeds are so rich in protein, hemp seeds in particular. And I just try to kind of eat a good variety to get that array of amino acids. And then occasionally I'll have a protein bar or a protein shake. But I I always am surprised if I start tracking how much actual protein I will be consuming just without trying from eating a ketogenic diet, especially a vegan ketogenic diet where there isn't really a vegan fat that exists in nature by itself. It's always packaged with something else like proteins or carbohydrates. And since I'm eating a low carb diet, all the vegan fats that are out there are pretty protein rich. And what are your favorite keto vegan fats? I'm guessing like avocado oil, coconut oil. You would be guessing correctly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, sesame oil too. I love sesame lately. I don't know what that is, but I'm just going with it. So tahini also, I love to make sauces out of tahini that I put on literally everything, including avocados. Um, Macadamia nuts are probably my favorite thing ever. I'm just going to throw that out there. They're so good. Have you tried it with um, coconut oil and salt? I have. 
I know. So good. So good. I remember I was craving sesame a lot right before I ended my experience with amenorrhea. I was craving anything with calcium and I went to sesame like I could down an entire jar of tahini in one sitting. And it's so interesting now that I have my period back and I'm ovulating. I can't even smell tahini. Like just the smell of it turns me Um. off. That's so funny. I can't even. It's it's nuts. And also, when I was writing the keto diet, I learned that sesame oil is really inflammatory. Did you know this? I actually didn't know that. That's good. To, that's so annoying. <laughs> I know, right? Because you think, oh, sesame, it's good for you. And then when you look at sesame oil, the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio is really off. So it's really, really high in omega-6. Oh. That does make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Sad. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoy right. it sometimes. It's just like what you said about tofu. It may not be responding to you well, but when you're out with friends or, you know, you have it in your fridge and you feel like sesame, nobody's going to stop me from having sesame oil. I mean, come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just good to know those things so you can make a decision for yourself on what you want to do. Absolutely. And to say like, oh, I've had a lot of relatively pro-inflammatory foods today. Maybe I'll hold off on the sesame oil and this dressing and use something else. Totally. I agree. More on my interview with Liz McDowell after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true North strong and free, but gosh, I'm pretty jealous of you all in the US because you get access to Thrive Market while I'm stuck with limited access to the abundance of health foods that you all know and love. We have 14 day shipping and everything's really expensive and forget about free shipping. That's always out of the question. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial so you can reorder your favorites a couple of weeks down the road. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder, or $15.65 as opposed to $24.99 on MCT oil if you go to a retail store. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of organic and non-GMO products plus free shipping is going to make a regular $100 grocery run into about a 50 maybe $75 Thrive Market order for the same amount of things. You can go to thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer will expire in a couple of weeks. So if you're on the fence about it, the time is now. Again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only and people in the U.S. Wah, wah. Now, question, do you practice carb ups? Do you know what those are? And do you do Oh my them? gosh, I love carb ups. Okay, <laughs> let's chat about carb ups on a, keto, on a keto vegan diet. What does that look like for you and how often are you doing them? So I'll tend to do them... I don't really plan things. I'm not a planner. I hate sticking to food plans or like specific regimens. So it's kind of a feeling, if that makes sense. So you know, when you're just feeling like a little bit run down, or maybe I've had a really active week, and I just, I just think, you know, I really want some carbs today. I'm craving carbs. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, And it usually looks like waffles. (laughs) Like these Vans gluten-free waffles that I'm obsessed with. They don't sponsor me, obviously. They're not really keto, but <laughs> that's my carb-up item of choice. What do you put on the waffles? What's what's your go-to? 
Okay. Again, you're going to laugh at me. I, <laughs> I love that you start everything with like, you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going <laughs> to laugh at me. No, we're not. We're loving it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Saying all this aloud to another human is making me realize how quirky it is. <laughs> I'll eat them dry. I just put them in the oven and I eat them as is. Sometimes I'll put peanut butter, not almond butter. I'm allergic to almonds, but everyone on my biggest blog comment is, oh, did you know that almonds are lower in carbs? You should use almonds for this. I'm like, no, I, I know, but like they make me anaphylactic. So maybe, maybe next time. But yeah, I just put peanut butter on them and kind of go to town. Wow. That's really interesting. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So do you ever worry about your amino acid intake? I know as a vegan, I was always really stressed out about it once I learned that there was a thing called an amino acid and I should probably balance those things. <laughs> I used to be really worried about that. Um, again, when I first started out, I was so obsessed with tracking everything and counting everything and wondering like, oh, am I getting enough leucine today? How is my valine doing? But now I kind of just, you know, you settle into routines and... I try to eat a diverse enough amount of foods that my protein sources are varied. And when I look at I will track occasionally just like input my food to see how much how many grams of protein. And it's usually above the recommendation enough that I feel comfortable saying like, okay, like I'm getting enough. And what about B12 or iron? Oh, so I actually supplement B12 because I'm not insane. Um, and I realized that despite the fact that people seem to think that you can get B12 from plant based sources, the research on that is so shaky and so paper thin, that I just I honestly don't trust it. So it's I just supplement and iron iron, I, I also supplement sometimes. But it's more of like, again, a feeling thing. I have been anemic in the past, surprisingly, when I was just vegetarian. Well, not surprisingly, I wasn't eating red meat then either. But um, I have been iron deficient in the past, but I haven't been in so long that I kind of don't worry about it. Yeah, that's fair. I know that I didn't worry too much about my B12 as a vegan. And yeah. then I got a B12 test, I don't know, about six months into eating keto and my B12 was so low and it took me about three years to get it back to normal. <laughs> that's kind of scary because your liver can store like seven years of B12. Yeah, I was so vegan usually for eight and a half years. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cause usually people don't notice um, signs of a B12 deficiency until much later because your liver stores so much. So like all of my vegan friends who insist that they can get B12 from plant sources because they, and I quote, feel fine. I like, want to shake them. It's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> don't let it get to nine years until you figure out that you're totally screwed. <laughs> yeah. It's not too late. Yeah. So I think it's really important to supplement B12. Yeah. And how do you supplement it? What's your go-to? It's in my multivitamin, which is super lame. But yeah, it's just in a multi that I take. And I find that um, it's by Innate Pharmaceuticals, which is a small company near the town where I was born up in New Hampshire. Very exciting. But um, they're all food based and really well, I guess, except for the B12. But um, for the most part, their vitamins are food based. And I don't know, I really appreciate that. They're organic. And you can tour the factory. I know that if you get if you get B12 shots, there's two different types of shots that people will usually use. And if you go to a pharmacy, it's probably going to be cyanocobalamin. Cobalamin, is, is yeah. Cyanocobalamin. That's the garbage one. Don't do it. Yeah, then, that's the one that's found in like kelp and all of this stuff. It's not the active form in the human body. Exactly. So you're looking yeah. for methylcobalamin. Exactly. Methylcobalamin. So if you're at your 
pharmacists and they're like, oh, yeah, totally. We have B12. We'll just do it. Ask them what kind yeah. it is because the cyanocobalamin will do basically nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will make your pee very expensive. Yeah, though, that's the best thing. I actually had a friend tell me many years ago. She's like, I don't mind my pee being really expensive. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean you're spending all that money on supplements and stuff. You kind of want to make sure like, sure, it's going to go into your pee. And a lot of us probably have really expensive urine, but like I kind of want most of it to go where it needs to go. I Um, know. It's crazy. Yeah. I actually like pared down my supplements at one point in time a couple years ago because I worked at a health food store at the time. So you kind of get caught up in things, but I realized there's no way my body is utilizing like 90% of this. This is just, I'm throwing money down the toilet. It's so true. I have a supplement problem. This is a real (laughs) thing. When I studied nutrition, I started taking so many and it was like $500 a month or something ridiculous. I was making no money. Like I was living in a basement suite with three dudes because I couldn't (laughs) afford to live by myself. Like this was my life. And my supplements were more expensive than my rent. Like it was insane. And it took me probably eight years from there to realize that like, spending that much money on supplements or having it be such a huge priority in my life before lifestyle factors just wasn't the right choice. I mean, I would choose a bottle of supplements over going out for dinner with friends like any day. That was like, of course I would do that. Um, right. Like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Like, uh, so lesson learned on that. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Well, I guess it's supplementation too. I guess, what are your thoughts on collagen or gelatin in a vegan diet? I mean, I think honestly, everyone is their own person. You make your own decisions. If you want to consume gelatin or collagen, good on you. Just do it. It's rich in protein and good for you. So if you have no problem with it, I I don't know. I, I think people get really caught up in trying to limit things and saying, Oh, you can't eat this on a blank diet. And I'm, I don't know, I'm over that. So I eat what you want, if it makes you feel good. Yes, I think yeah. totally. And even if that feeling good is like emotional or right, I think that's totally fine to eat emotionally. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I know I'm eating emotionally. And I'm like, can I do something else that would make me feel this way? And I'm like, No, I'm nope. good right here. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And I think that's totally okay. I have that too. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. My microphone cut out for, or my headphones cut out for a second, so I couldn't quite hear what was going on. Oh, that's okay. Uh, technology. It'll do that to us sometimes. Sometimes my microphone does crazy things. I was actually interviewing someone a couple months ago. My entire microphone setup completely fell off my desk. Oh. Like, And it's clipped in. It's like bolted in. I don't know what happened. I just <gasps> like, ving, like a slingshot. It was crazy. <laughs> we had to oh, record please. that episode again because it was just too much. Tell us about your book. Oh, yes. Um, I re- Thank you. I recently self-published uh, an ebook actually ca- called Meat Free Keto. I tried to keep everything on brand. And um, it's basically a guide that I, the guide that I wish I had had when I went vegan keto five years ago. So it's all the information you need on what to eat every day, like where to get your protein from. And I honestly, I include fake meat sources because you know what, people are going to eat them. So you might as well know about them. It's vegetables, fruits that you can eat because you can eat fruit on keto. That's a common misconception. It's got great fat sources. Um, I have information on supplementation, 
honestly, most of that is about how you don't need all of these supplements, but it does list B12 as something you should do. And then I just have a week-long meal plan and recipes and a shopping list to go along with it to get you jump-started. Awesome. And sorry, are there recipes in it and how many? There are recipes. I don't actually know. It's all the recipes that are in the meal plan for that week. I should have counted that. There's at least like eight to 10 recipes. Oh, that's awesome. And where's your like go-to for recipes outside of your book? And then we'll go back to book stuff because I have more questions about that. I love your website. I go to healthfulpursuit.com a lot because you have so many great allergen-friendly recipes. And I also have a few weird food allergies. So I try to avoid allergens. Pinterest is another one. Oftentimes I'll just take like if for keto recipes that I already know I don't have to do anything to I'll like look at your website or I go to Reddit to the keto subreddit. But if there's something that I really have a craving for I just go to Pinterest find the most simple looking of all the recipes for that thing and then sit there and figure out how to make it vegan and keto. So that other people don't have to. Yeah. And really, I mean, my prime motivation is so that I can eat that thing within two hours, but also so that other people don't have to. Yeah. I mean, yourself first and then other people second. That's fair, totally. And what's your favorite resource in the book? Like you mentioned this, you know, you wish that you had had this resource when you were first starting out. What's like one thing that you really, really struggled with when you were starting out with vegan keto and what you wanted to put in the book more than anything else? Protein. Um, I know we talked about this, but finding protein sources and I list out the I don't go by specific aminos because I think that in an introduction, that's a little overwhelming. But just where to get protein sources. When I first started out, I think I was basically just doing like protein powder for protein because I didn't know where else to find it. I mean, I knew the typical oh, like plants or like uh, rice and beans or like all the, you know, the vegan recommendations that they give you where they're like, no, but spinach has so much protein. It's like, okay, it kind of does, but I'm not going to eat a cow's worth of spinach to get that protein. So I think just protein sources. Awesome. And we'll include a link to your digital product in the show notes, guys. So if you're curious about Liz's book, definitely go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E49 and we'll have links directly to it. Such a great resource for people. And I don't think there's anything out there like this, right? Yeah. And thank you. I've been told I've done a lot of searching and I have not found anything that's comparable. I have found some eBooks on Amazon that say low carb vegan, but it turns out it's just like a regular keto recipe book that they took the meat out of the recipes, Mm -hmm. which... Okay. But I, <laughs> like, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, like, I could have done that. <laughs> oh, totally. So we chatted a little bit about kind of the benefits that you've seen on keto. Anything else that we've kind of left out when it comes to just your keto experience and where you're at right now with everything? I think mostly just um, right now I'm kind of dealing with a lot of because my blog is getting more attention and because my Instagram account and everything is getting more attention, I'm dealing with a lot of people trying to help me and tell me that what I'm doing isn't really keto friendly because you can't eat all of these foods on keto. Like I eat a lot of vegetables. Um, I eat chickpeas sometimes because I like them. And I think the biggest thing that I just want to constantly remind people about is that we are each our own beautiful and wonderful snowflake and we all have our own dietary preferences. And also that keto isn't a specific set of rules. It's literally literally like a state of being. You are in ketosis and however you get there is your own choice and is 
its own method. Like if it works, it's keto, you know? Said like a champ. You couldn't <laughs> have said it better. Like, yes, yes. And I mean, have you noticed kind of pushback on your blog of, you know, hardcore keto people telling you just no, like what you're yes. doing is just horrible? Oh my gosh, I had one woman and it was a Pinterest comment, which I never get Pinterest comments because I don't think people really utilize that a lot. But she left me a comment that will stick with me forever. It was like, this is such misinformation and lies. Like, you can't eat all this on keto. She eats cashews. It's like, what? What is, what is going on here? Like, sorry? Yeah. How do you deal with those? Because I know that a lot of women in our community and men too, that are keto and vegan or even not wanting to eat as much meat, they just don't respond well to it. How right. do they approach the keto community or, or what's kind of your strategy for negative comments when it comes toward your eating style and how you choose to fuel your body on a ketogenic diet? Yeah, I'm a firm believer in killing people with kindness. So instead of reacting, like initially, I'll be real, in private, I will react and be like, why are these people so mean? But then when I comment, I just like to inform people and say, oh, like, thanks for leaving the comments. Uh, it's a very like interesting perspective you have there. Like this is just what I found works for me. And I say ketosis this way. And it's nice to think of a ketogenic diet as a spectrum of different ways of eating or some, you know, like something like that. We just and try to inform. I'll sometimes include like a few links to other blogs where people talk about eating a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet or just a less meat heavy keto diet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, good for you for engaging with negative comments, I think, or even comments in general. I mean, uh, so I made the mistake a little while ago of going on Amazon and reading the reviews of my book. Oh, but never do that. I know. I know. I know this. This is like, <laughs> I mean, there's somebody on my team specifically that deals with every single comment and email that comes through so that I don't have to read them because there were years, years ago where I'd have to read everything and it was so just hurtful and it's hard to take that in, especially when you're, when you feel like you have this calling to share information and then people are like, you're stupid. And it's like, oh my gosh. And how do you get over that? And I think even though we're putting ourselves out in a public space every day, you know, I remember when I worked in an office and I'd come in with these weird things, or I remember when I used to do juice cleanses and people would actually pick on me and bother me and make fun of me for drinking juice out of a mason jar and that it was green and it looked like grass and people had a lot of hurtful things to say. So I think even whether you have a blog or not, or you're just putting yourself out there with your eating style and you're passionate about it, you really just have to ignore everything and just do you even if it's positive or negative I mean I love the positive comments and thank you for everyone for supporting and I'm sure you feel the same way Liz it's just I mean positive negative it shouldn't change the way you do anything as a human being ever 100% agree that was so well said and it's funny because I was thinking just now you know you cycle through all the like negative comments you've gotten recently and so many of them are actually from the vegan community and not the keto community because all of like my keto Instagram followers are the best people ever. All of the people who read my blogs, I regularly, I love you all because you leave these like happy, great comments and you're so supportive. But then you'll get the rogue person who comes by and is like, that is going to kill us all. And it's like, oh no, like why can't we all be in this together? Can't we all just accept good health no matter how a person gets to it? Yeah. And just respect each other's bodies. 
Yeah. And your own choices. My body, my choice. Yeah. And I don't know how people have time in the day to pick on other people. Like I'm so busy in a day. I, I mean, how do you have time to even look at some, what else someone else is eating? (laughs) It's so funny. I had that thought too. And I was like thinking to myself, it kind of makes me sad because these people are like, I don't know, they they have that negative energy in them. And this is the way they feel like they need to get it out. Like instead of like going on a hike or like getting as you said, like getting work done or just like going through your day. Like, <laughs> or like I don't having have a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Right. The ultimate anger cure. Like just take a nap or meditate. I mean, yeah, I think no matter who in your life is negative, really, what I've learned is you're never going to change their views unless they're open to it. And then they're not negative. They're more curious. So yeah. if there's somebody negative in your life or somebody that said something at work that you don't really know or on the street or at a restaurant or whatever, I mean, usually I just set aside some space right there to just kind of honor them and be like, I hope you're not hurting and I hope you're just okay and you exactly. just do you and I'll just do me and I'm sending you some love right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you just keep on doing you and they'll keep on doing them. And eventually I feel either they'll get to a place of acceptance or not, but it's you can't do anything about, well, I it's mean, not your deal. It's exactly. totally not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. More on my interview with Liz McDowell after this message from one of our podcast partners. The podcast is sponsored by Manitoba Harvest, the hemp-based food company. I love using their hemp hearts as an oat replacement in any oat-based recipe from porridge to oatmeal, cookies, and everything in between. Hemp hearts are hemp seeds with the shells removed. They're tender, fatty, zero grams of net carbs, rich in omegas, fiber, and protein. Listeners of the podcast can get 15% off your Canadian or U.S.-based Manitoba harvest order by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash hemp and using the coupon code KETO. That's KETO, all in caps, no spaces for 15% off. I know you're going to love them. What do you feel is missing in the keto space specifically for women? More of a focus on acceptance and not stressing about any, like really all of it. I think that so much of ketosis is focused on men and dropping 100 pounds in the first two weeks and how you managed to have that. You drank 12 beers at that party and look, you still dropped five pounds. And then around like the lady keto forums were like, well, I lost a half pound in my first two weeks. Like, I think I'm doing okay, right? Am I doing okay? I think we just need to stop focusing on these crazy targets that only stress us out and start realizing that we just, I don't know, you got to keep on keeping on. And eventually either it works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, you move on. Totally. And my last question for you is what's your favorite keto thing to eat right now? Right now. Oh, okay. I'm going to start this off again by saying you're going to laugh at me. (laughs) It's been my favorite keto thing forever. And it's a jar of peanut butter and a spoon. And I'm like, I am happy. That's all I need in this world. Wow. I'm like deathly allergic to peanuts. Oh, so probably not yours. Oh, and oh, man, I just I've I've had them a couple of times by accident. And once on purpose, I was like, (laughs) I was nine I think I was nine years old and my sister and I would go to Dairy Queen all the time and just like have blizzards and she'd always be like nana boo boo you can't have peanut 
with like oh, Reese's Pieces so cups in your blizzard. I mean, little sister, come on. We, like, of course. She pretended she was a big sister. She always picked on me. And so I was nine years old and I remember taking the bus to Dairy Queen. I got an extra large Reese's Pieces blizzard. I took the bus home, not eating any. I, I got home. I called 911. <laughs> And then I ate oh the God. blizzard. Oh my God. You meditated <laughs> like, this. That is oh, so yeah. devious. It's like, I mean, as, as a nine-year-old, you, you know, your parents tell you you're allergic to peanuts, you're allergic to peanuts. And you're like, but like, but I can still I have, have them, them, right? But yeah. I want them. I mean, my sister can have them. All my friends can have them. Like peanut butter jars and all the things and the Reese's pieces. And I don't think I totally understood. Like I knew I would need an ambulance, but I didn't know that I could, um, I could die. And so- I- Ever since need, then, oh, sorry, go on. Ever since then, I've yeah, I've been. I know exactly what happens when I eat peanuts, and I will never, ever, intentionally, ever do that ever again. That's amazing, and I kind of need to know what you told the nine one one operator. I'm in anaphylactic shock. Please send help. Okay, like so that. you went the smart route. All right, you didn't say I'm about to eat a peanut blizzard <laughs> and I'm very allergic. I just, I was so, you know, you're curious as a kid, and you don't understand. The consequences and I grew up really quickly that day knowing that when people say that something's dangerous yeah probably it is <laughs> I have to respect the fact though that you were aware that you had to call that ambulance yeah first. yeah I knew that that's what needed to happen but I thought they would just like stab me with an EpiPen and I'd be on my way but I was in the hospital for almost two weeks like wow. it, was, it was serious <laughs> it was serious and I only got like one scoop in but wow. it, it tasted horrible because I just had like this reaction in my mouth and it got all fuzzy and I just hated it. Oh. So I'm so well, jealous a- that you can actually yeah. taste peanut butter. I'm so, well, sunflower seed butter is a close approximation if that makes you feel any better. Oh, is it? Okay, it cool. Is. You know, I don't yeah. really like sunflower seed butter. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe you just genuinely don't like peanuts. <laughs> It's just this alluring thing because you can't have it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do I have that in me? It's like, you can't have that. Okay. Well, I'm going to get that tomorrow then. (laughs) And call an ambulance first. Yeah, exactly. Call an ambulance first. Uh, I'll never do that again. Silly child. Where can people find more from you? Um, You can find me. All of my keto recipes are at meatsfreeketo.com. And then I just have a bunch of nutrition rambling at healthygamergirl.com. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Liz. I had a blast as always. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, anytime. And the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E49. And all the links we chatted about today will be on there. And thanks again. Thanks. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.